Hi, I'm Dave. Each week, I read a story from American history to my friend, Gareth Reynolds. (laughs) We've been over this so many times. Who has no idea what the topic is going to be about with Will Anderson, with a side of Will Anderson. That's tonight's the number one podcast in the world. Oh, yeah. We're number one in on, the world on iTunes right now. The universe overall. We just threw money at it. Threw fucking money at them. Those fucking iTunes guys. Can I ask what, before we start? Can I just ask one more question? Yes, Will. Like because I am a big fan of your podcast, Thank and I you, believe. Will. Am I wrong? That Dave, you used to introduce yourself in the intro bit. Did you not used to say where I, Dave Anthony, read a story? Did I not just friends? do that? No. Wait, you wait. And you haven't done it for months. I haven't. I wait, think, wait, what did he do to I think the success of your podcast is going to your head. <laughs> wait, it's weird that since you stopped doing that, the numbers are growing. <laughs> Exponentially. You know wait. What? Fuck you, man. Uh, no, no, no. 
I just have fun. Remember? Put the iPad down. I'm going on a rift. I'm going riffing. There he goes. Like a wild animal. Okay, I didn't know I wasn't doing that. I knew no. something was off. I couldn't figure it out. It's such a hard speech to remember. Really true. December 5th, 1901. What a terrific audience. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous audience. Tremendous audience. We're going to make you better. So unbelievable, I won't even believe it again. I won't. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> uh, it's going to be too soon for four years. Oh, come on, Dave. America's not going to last four more years. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> what an 18 months it's going to be. Woo! Uh, I've jumped on board this Titanic for a close look at the iceberg. <laughs> You're like a scientist studying yeah. it. Just rowing away from it. Good eye! Good eye! <laughs> the, the number of emails I got from Australia. Your wife can work here. She, she, can, she, she has a, a doctorate. She can just come here and work. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, come on. Sh- come. Get out of there. Get out of there. Run. And I've been getting a lot of emails from Nigerian princes since then. I'm like, I'm making a killing. Yeah. So they have some good programs. Half, half of them, I'm up like nine million. Marion and Tony Zajazic. Good start. What? Do you Thank know you. what it the is? The Zajazics are here. Does anybody, does anybody know what it is yet? No. Huh. Fucking A. One guy who's One decided guy? to speak for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No! I do kill him. I thought it was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be Zeppelin putting a fish in a girl's vagina. Shark to be Happened specific. It was a, but I heard it wasn't actually a shark. Oh well, red snapper. Well, the irony. Hang on, who put? It's a, the cycle. It happens once a month. Led Zeppelin. Who put a snapper in? Wait, did I miss? What? Led Zeppelin. Oh, Led Zeppelin Led fucked Zepp- a girl with a fish. Dave. Yep. Happened here in Seattle. Are you in Seattle at the fish market? Because if they threw it in, I I would watch that. They do, they swim upstream, it went out the mouth. Very fast process. Instinctive beasts, the salmon. (laughs) And they love, they love pussy. Is that a weird thing to say? What are you checking on the phone? No, no, I'm not catching Pokemon, although my, my son has ordered me to get a ditto while I'm here. Anyone like want to give Dave a ditto while he's here? A ditto. We got uh, a ditto they can give me? Okay. Sure. Okay, Marion Antoni Zizacek was born in Kedy, Austria, Hungary, which is now part of Poland. Okay. So they're twins. Took that shit. He immigrated to the U.S. when he was three. Wait, what was his name? Marion Zizacek. Okay, copy that. Uh, he, ma- he migrated when he was th- not, not alone. He came with his parents. Okay. And their, their name was changed to Zion Check. Zion Check. Oh, you have to simplify. Zion yeah. Check? I mean, they, they literally. Isn't that when you pray? It's you a Zion Check. You can see. I mean, they literally changed it to Z I O N C H E C K. Like, they were just like. Zion Check. What? Check. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> we're I mean, a Rastafarian uh, bank. 
after living briefly in Chicago, the family moved to Seattle in 1905. <laughs> Marion was way, raised... <laughs> I yeah. love that some people were like, yeah, Seattle, it's, and others were know, like, yeah. we know yeah. where these stories go. <laughs> or like the idea that you're like, yeah, he's from here. Eh, it's probably not a good thing. That was a fun story about how a man revolutionized an economy. All upside. Nothing, nothing will ever be worse than what I did to the people in Melbourne. What I did. I did. I, I ruined... I think you think you were on that penguin island in your head at this I, point. I ruined 800 people's lives. 802. Marion uh, was raised poor on Beacon Hill. Okay. You're excited about poverty. He went to high school in Olympia. I don't know how that... Okay, I'm assuming guys, they moved and he did local references. I'm assuming he moved and he wasn't commuting every day. Uh, and then he went to the University of Washington in 1919. 1919! Yeah. Unfortunately, he had to drop out of school because he didn't have enough money. He worked uh, for a few years as a lumberjack and on fishing boats. Classic Seattle! <laughs> Uh, he's trying to save enough money to put himself to college. Wait, he's a lumberjack on a fishing boat? <laughs> Did both. Right. There's a fishing boat season, and then there's a really big fishing rods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lift it. I don't know what we're doing. I really, I, I mean, the whole thing is just flawed. <laughs> you should have seen the rod. It was this big. <laughs> I once got a train on this bag. It keeps getting bigger. I mean, it was a branch. Yeah. <laughs> when he was 25, he had enough money and he went back to UW. <laughs> Local. Uh. UW's. Uh, now he was not only paying for his education, but he was also supporting his parents. He's one of the few students raised in poverty who was at UW, which was largely made up of the privileged young. Yeah. How different. Uh, this difference in, in uh, inequality would affect his outlook for the rest of his life. Marion got a bachelor's degree and then went to the UW uh, School of Law. There he kicked off the Marion Zioncheck way of doing things. He was elected president of the Associated Students of, the, of UW and then he, uh, in a bold move, what happened? Fuck off. UW. Fuck you. I'm not calling it Utah. That's your own little local shit. I'm calling it the letters. Why don't they like Californians? Fuck. No, one, no one's calling it U-Dub. We're not doing that. We're you not dub, from here. Just fucking call it Dub-Dub-Dub. Okay, Dub-Dub. And if you don't like it, look it up at their website, dub 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 Very dub, confusing com. web address. Right. All right, so he went to Dub. Uh, then, in a bold move, he challenged the dominance of the Greek system and the athletic department over U-Dub's funding decisions. He did this while he was uh, campaigning for a new student union building. It didn't go well. Some of the football team grabbed him, shaved his head, and threw him in Lake Washington. Well, that's how you know they like you. You're one of them. The runt. I mean, did they shave his head first so they could throw him further? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you won't want that wet hair on you. Yeah, could you shave his head and deflate him slightly? <laughs> I believe um, that's a football joke. I don't follow your game. But <laughs> I, uh, it was all over the news, the flight guy, right? That was the thing. Absolutely anyway, look will. it up, guys. <laughs> East Coast, Will. East Coast. Uh, 
Oh, they know the Patriots. Years later, in 1949, uh, what Marion had started became a reality with the financing and construction of the Husky Union Building. Now you guys know the history of that building. We can move on. It wasn't full of dogs at one point. Right. I, I feel, the, 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 the Husky Union building feels like a place where bears meet to make love. <laughs> a More honey, my dear. A different kind of bear. Oh, that was like a Wilford Brimley type. Wilford Bailey. Yeah. yeah. But you could cool. still see what was in his picnic basket. <laughs> it's a picnic. <laughs> Wait, uh, what, what is in here? I just cut a hole in the butter. <laughs> I ate the sandwiches. <laughs> it won't take long. I'm faster than your average man. <laughs> uh. You okay? I feel good. Uh, Marion was now a full-blown populist. Quote, this is Marion talking in the third person. Always a good sign. As a champion of the poorest students, as opposed to those who belong to the fraternities and sororities, Zionchek preached the policy of just recognition of all groups on the campus with special favors to none. So, yeah, oh, he's into a policy, right? Yeah. He earned a law degree and soon built a reputation as a lawyer fighting for the lower classes, like uh, unemployed workers, radicals, uh, labor union members. He often worked pro bono. He was combative and was often cited for contempt of court. <laughs> It's and, a great one. And uh, he even fought a uh, contempt of court uh, once uh, a $25 fine all the way into the Washington Supreme Court. Wow. How did it... They turned down so much stuff. Yeah, well, they probably were like, just hear it. Honest to God, what? Well, it cost 30 to park, but still. <laughs> Principal. Uh, as a member of the Democratic Party, he became a force in Seattle politics in 1931 when he helped lead a recall campaign against Mayor Frank Edwards. Well, he was a dick. Yep. <laughs> Edwards was trying to sell Seattle, public, uh, Seattle City Light, a public utility, to a private corporation. <laughs> Marion was co-chairman of the recall organization that kicked Edwards out of office. Customers' rates dropped by 75%, and Zientech became a local hero. Huh. Very man of the people watching her be destroyed. Zion what? Check. You what? Said something. Nothing. Subtle. I didn't thing. say anything. He said something. Zion Check took advantage of his new popularity and ran for Congress. Oh boy. As FDR and the progressives uh, took over the government, Zion Check was swept into office with them. He was now the representative from Washington State's first district seat, representing Seattle and Kitsap. <laughs> That's an app where you can order kittens, right? Yep. It's, a <laughs> it's the best. Who needs Prozac? Uh, he was now an open radical. Marion took office March 4th, 1933. His first term went great. He was respected by his peers and seen as a serious legislator, though he could occasionally be a little combative. <laughs> he actually read every There's bell. that word again. I know. He actually read every single bill that came before the House before he voted, which is now obviously insane. In 1934, the Democrats built up uh, their numbers in Congress. Marion grew more and more popular and was easily reelected. But Marion didn't like things moving so slowly, and he began to critic. Here we go. (laughs) 
There it is. And he began to criticize FDR for some of the lukewarm policies being passed as part of the New Deal. Okay. I want a new deal. <laughs> he then became a target of congressmen who were entwined with the rich. Those rich con congressmen formed a coalition with the goal of isolating and disempowering Marion. And it worked. He was iced out. This is around the time that Marion's behavior began to change. Mm. Sorry, I mean, here we go. <laughs> now we're in. You just don't know where this one's gonna drop. It's like, I, I feel like I'm at an EDM concert, and then like the DJ's just been building it up, and you think, here it fucking goes, it's about to fucking, and he's like, no, it's still going well, no, it's still going well, no, it's still going well, is this it? Is it about to go? Is it about to go? Is it about to go? Boom! On New Year's Day... <laughs> oh, no. 1936... I've got a resolution. <laughs> at about three in the morning... Ah, <laughs> he went to Twitter. <laughs> he walked into an expensive apartment building... <laughs> Lobby in Washington, D.C., uh -huh. completely shit-faced. Sure. Okay. He was looking for some friends mm -hmm. who he could not find, so he woke up every person in the building by turning on the operator's switchboard and yelling into it. <laughs> Is Larry here? Is Larry here? Larry! So wait, what does that do though? That, be, does that, that mean, means, I think at that time, every, there's a switchboard everyone, downstairs and you can talk to like everyone. It. So you plug it in and you Hi, yell everyone. to every single apartment. Shit, like, ah, sh ah. shit face trying to figure that out. Like, how the fuck do I be an operator? Three o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I got a resolution. I'm looking for my pals. Larry! What, what's your last name, though? What's your last name? What's your last name? Larry. Larry. Larry, Larry. <laughs> Quite contrary. Oh, I don't feel right. Oh. I made a boom boom. Excuse me, ma'am. I vomited on your wires. Did someone say boo boo? I have this picnic basket with a hole in it. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not falling for that. I fell for that on Christmas. I know. It's one of those sausages that has condiments in it, isn't it? I jerked off Brimley. Is that a different story? <laughs> he then wished everyone in the building a happy new year. Strong. Gentlemen. Strong close. Gentlemen. Strong close. Uh, and then he was arrested. Uh, <laughs> and uh, spent a few hours in jail. He was fined for being drunk and disorderly and disturbing the peace. But the combative Marion was full on back. He'd kept it in, uh, mostly in check during his first term in Congress, but now he was letting the real Marion out. There we go. On March 11th, 1936, on the House floor, he started arguing with a Republican congressman from Oregon, William Eckwall. Eckwall asked to speak on the floor, and Marion responded by saying, quote, does the gentleman from Oregon wish to make a fool of himself? That's pretty good. I'll answer your question with a question, fuckface. 
Happy New Year! Larry! Eckwell responded, quote, if anyone could make a bigger jackass of himself than the gentleman from Washington, I do not know who it is. Isn't part of the reason why you have to, like, you have to be like, it's nice to be so polite. Well, the gentleman from Washington is a real prick. <laughs> Screw you, gentleman from Washington. How about the gentleman from Oregon suck my balls? I will not suck the gentleman from Washington's balls. There's no way. If anyone's sucking anyone's balls, the gentleman from Washington is sucking the gentleman from Oregon's balls. The gentleman from Oregon You're would from like, Oregon. The gentleman from Oregon would like to say the gentleman from Washington actually has no balls. Uh, I, I, the gentleman from Washington does not mind showing his balls. If I may have the floor. The gentleman from Oregon will concede the floor for the ball showing. Uh, finally, a middle ground. I don't have any. We've got some gentlemen here from Led Zeppelin with a salmon. Ah. Oh, we honor those gentlemen. Senator Salmon. Uh, so then Eckwall threatened to... He said he wanted to kick Marion's ass out in the hallway, but Marion didn't take him up on it. Yeah. Uh, in April, Marion eloped with Ruby Lewis Nix, a 21-year-old Works Progress Administration secretary from Texas. She had reached out to Marion after reading about the arrest and a speeding ticket he'd received. Oh, so... So she's so, like one of those women who write to men in prison, totally. but yeah. doesn't want to commit to the whole prison yeah. thing. Yeah. I married like Charles Manson. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to write to, like, a real criminal, but who's got three speeding tickets? <laughs> I heard you got really shit-faced and yelled into a microphone. Yeah, I do that every New Year's. I just, I you just, live around here? Yeah. Hi. Yeah, hey. I like men that are stupid. <laughs> I got a picnic basket for you. Uh, so, uh, they hit it off right away. They uh, wanted to get married immediately in Washington, D.C., but there was a three-day waiting period. But they could get married in Maryland. So they drove to Maryland where Marion Barrow... But by the way, Maryland. fucking, it's nice to be here in America where you have to wait three days to get married, but fucking three minutes... Don't you fucking guy. say it! <laughs> Don't you say it! It's insane. I can't kill a fucking robber with my wife! Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I tried. Yeah! That's why she doesn't have a foot! Oh my... <laughs> so... Insane, though. Yeah. Gotta be patient. You don't want to do something stupid. <laughs> Assault rifle? <laughs> have fun! So... Life's a video game. <laughs> So they drove to Maryland where Marion borrowed $2 from a clerk to pay for the marriage license. Hey, we'd like to get married. That'll be $2. Can I get $2? Absolutely. <laughs> Wait. But also, isn't this, guy like, isn't this guy like a successful local politician? No. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have $2? No, apparently not. Genius. The clerk refused. <laughs> the clerk refused to take Marion's watch for collateral. Uh, what? 
even though Planes, Marion trains, was and automobile He's like, just give me the two. Here, you, you take that. Huh? It's a congressional walk. What's it going to take for us to walk out of here, Mary? <laughs> Want to see my balls? Uh, just, well, I'll marry you. I'll marry you. I'll waive the fee. So, they got married on April 28, 1936. But when reporters asked Marion if he'd gotten married, he told two different stories. Some he told he was, he was married, others told he wasn't married. Finally they asked, finally they investigated and found the reverend who had married them, Reverend Paul Deal, who confirmed that he'd married the two. Reporters then asked Marion if, again, if he was married, and he just answered that he was befuddled. It's complicated. <laughs> the original the Facebook update. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a befuddled thing. I saw you aren't uh, engaged anymore. No, no, it's, 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 we're befuddled. <laughs> we're befuddled. We really, I love her, but it is a yeah. uh, very we're befuddling we're time. Befuddled. We're befuddled. <laughs> they really we're should befuddled. have a, they really should have a. We're seeing other conundrums. Yeah, just... we're, <laughs> we're befuddled. We're in an open nightmare. We are uh, befuddled. We're in an open nightmare. They should have a befuddled button on Facebook. Ah, it's oh. all I'd fucking hit. Oh no. my god, befuddled. Baby, no, befuddled. <laughs> Don't give a shit about that rock, befuddled. <laughs> that Chinese food looks good, still befuddled. <laughs> You've now also said the word befuddled enough, it makes no sense anymore. <laughs> it's befuddling. <laughs> so, How the fuck is befuddled a word? Befuddled. I fucking love it's, befuddled. It's insane. So who signed off? You know, befuddled used to open for Mud Honey back in the day. Uh, <laughs> local humor. Um, we are befuddled, and they don't know how to play the instruments. How do we... I'm not a drummer. I am actually not even a drummer. I don't have. I'm a bad rhythm. I really have. This is how you I've... play guitar, right? Huh? We are befuddled. Uh, what do you want to do? We have no song. We have no. I'll just sing some shit. Hey. Hey, uh, we don't know what we're doing here. Not sure how this happened. Anyway, we're, we're pretty befuddled. Yeah, we are befuddled again. Um. Uh, so Marion was further questioned how long he had known Ruby, and Marion said, quote, I met her about a week ago when she called me up one night. She asked me to come down, so I went down and looked her over. She was okay. All righty. Get used to that rhetoric. Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa. What a sweetie. <laughs> Honestly, I looked her over? I looked her over. I looked her over. Yeah. I checked the teeth. I checked, I kicked the tires. I kicked the tires on this one before right. I drove it around. I read the references. I, read I can, it. You know what? A lot I of previous the, owners. Lots of drivers. She'll get me from point A to point B. Yeah. Good, good to see the lead singer from ACDC made it to the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When. It's Australian humor. Whatever, they were a big band everywhere, mate. I say, I say. We don't know. Who they they are. toured with Befuddled. <laughs> it was a nightmare. When the press uh, caught up with them, Ruby told them, "Quote uh, that uh, excitement and hubbub followed Marion wherever he went, and she was glad to go along with him." So that's okay. So yep. she likes a circus. 
One of the things that Marion uh, seemed to suddenly start enjoying was speeding down streets in his car. Ah, weird hobby. In April, he was pulled over driving 70 miles an hour uh, in a 20, 25 mile an hour zone on Capitol Boulevard. I mean, you have to be. Take it easy, Sammy Hagar. He was issued an appearance <laughs> ticket, meaning he had to show up to court to explain his behavior to a oh, judge. I thought it meant you looked like shit. You are so disgusting. Oh, God! This is an appearance ticket. Oh. You're hideous. Was that ketchup on your face? Just give me a ticket. Larry? So, on April 20th, he did not go to court and blew off his appearance. It's a problem with the appearance ticket. Right. The police officer told uh, the judge, quote, Mr. Zionshek promised he would come in if it was a nice day. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, here's, a, here's an appearance ticket. I'll be there if yeah. it's pretty out. If I feel like walking. If it's cloudy, I stay inside. No, no. Well, that's not how we work. I mean, this was the guy who went all the way to the Supreme Court for a fucking $25 <laughs> ticket, right? Yes, priority. <laughs> now he's like, if it's fucking... If it, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. firstly, <laughs> if it's bad weather, I'm not coming to court. He lives in fucking Seattle, right? Talk about hedging a bet. I mean, I mean, I mean that this as is nice why... as, He's like, oh, no, I'm having a 24-hour shower. <laughs> this is why he never got prosecuted for anything. He murdered 90 people. <laughs> You know it's what? raining again. He can't come in. You guys know the rules. Sonny, you can get me. We shouldn't have agreed to this. It's been months. More, we found more bodies. God, we gotta pray for Sonny. So the judge looked out the window and said, quote, today's a nice enough day for anyone to come to court. And then he issued a warrant for Representative Marion Zianchek. The warrant stated that he would have to accompany officers to court any time he was not officially working in the legislature. Uh-oh. Loophole. On Loophole. April 22nd, Police Sergeant George Helmuth was ordered to go to Marion's congressional office to bring him in. Hang on. Let, let's just back over this guy's name just for a second. Helmuth. Helmuth. Not mouth. It should be yeah. mouth. No. Well, it is. M U T H. You know it is though. It had to have been. You know, in some stage. You know, like you know how some people whose name is like Cockburn pronounce it Coburn. It's Cockburn. They were definitely Hellmouths, and they're just like, oh no, Hellmouth. No, it's Muth. It's Muth, right? It's not mouth. It's Muth. What's Muth? Muth. I ate a sausage from a picnic basket, and I have Hellmouth. We'll not talk about it further. <laughs> Ever. I'm done with parks. <laughs> and blankets. I got Hellmouth from eating out Wilford Brimley. I'll see you later, buddy. I'll see ya. Lots of questions I want to ask, but I'm gonna... It's quite a cocoon. <laughs> cocoon? Um, so... Sergeant Helmuth. He finished. Butterflies flew out. So, but the thing about the thing about it was, is he he. <laughs> you know what the worst thing is? I've realized now that you've brought him up twice. Wilford Brimley is a real person. <laughs> you not know? Oh man, that's hilarious. Like the whole time, I, I was like, first time, I was like, oh, well, I don't get it, but everyone else did, so yeah. I let it slide. But when it came uh, up again, I'm like, there's a real guy called Wilford Brimley? Uh, why is this, why yeah, is this dollop not about that guy? But you don't know anybody who has diabetes. 
again. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Don't you? I've been through this in your country so many times. It's like the, the bong smoking dog. Is that yeah. who he's talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know anybody who has diabetes? But is uh, it Beatties? It's, it's Beatties, and that's an insane question. Diabetes. Diabetes. But what does he say? He says diabetes, right? Diabetes, that's right. Diabetes. Diabetes. That's right. Diabetes. Fucking he did, he did, he did, a, he did a, a commercial, like who a, is he, a PSA for... I, I understand what diabetes, diabetes, exactly. diabetes he's from the movie. He's the guy who created it. I'm sorry for diabetes. I was in Cocoon and I love oatmeal. Diabetes. That was my bad. And it's not called a GIF, it's a GIF. Yes, I've been 84 for 40 years. Yes. Except when I found those cocoons. That was special. <laughs> was that a documentary? Oh, I see the one with the mustache. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Like Grandpa a... Walrus. <laughs> yeah. There is no doubt you could have put Wilford Brimley in like a walrus air, like I did a zoo, and they'd be like, hmm. They would like take him in at one yeah. point. Friend. Yeah. Good fish heads, fellow walruses. Danny, uh, if you have diabetes. Couldn't you see Brimley eating a fish without his hands? Uh, and, and like zookeepers being like, I think he's the dominant one. Yeah! Get back! <laughs> Move, Smushy! Uh, All the females belong to Wilfred. <laughs> King Walrus! Just in the tank, just swimming. What is that, Wilford? Is he banging a what the fuck? What if Steve Gutenberg's here? <laughs> yeah, but I just clean up the trash. <laughs> Eight bucks an hour in benefits, right? So, the thing about a little gooch shrapnel. The thing about going to the office was the the police officer from D.C. could not arrest a congressman on federal property. Oh, whoa! So he's gonna Julian Assange himself. Right, so he can't arrest him there. He had to wait until Marion left the Capitol grounds. That is amazing. But first he went to see him in the office and they argued uh, and Marion was not into being arrested. And at the end of the argument, Marion yelled, I'll take you for a ride! Apparently, because Marion also drove an Uber. <laughs> Five stars! Please, and a comment. So, God, the guy this morning driving to the airport, he uh, took me to the delivery uh, entrance. He invented he an airport, right? entrance. He is so old, he had no idea what was happening, and he finally got me to the airport like 20 minutes late. And I was just like, oh, fuck it, dude, five stars. I feel so sorry for you. So people Which just, airline, Alamo or Hertz? <laughs> huh? Oh, no. I, I, had a, I had a dude this morning. I, I got lift this morning to the, the airport. And uh, my dude, like, has just launched in. It's early in the morning. He's, and he just goes, oh, I really like Prince Harry. And he starts talking about <laughs> Prince Harry. <laughs> that is so great. Uh, but I don't get five it. Five stars. Like, I don't get it because it's early in the morning, right? So, like, I'm just like, I just think this guy likes <laughs> Prince Harry. So... And then he just like starts bringing up other British stuff, and I'm uh, like, fucking Trump's America, fucking uh, racist. Like, hey, hey, yeah, you know, bangers and mash, right? Right? Bangers and mash, you know what I'm talking about? Get a little tea in there. Cheerio, buddy. 
fucking Harry, man. He's great. Sorry about Princess Diana. My hey. heart goes out to you about that one, still friend. But Prince Harry's having quite the year. I like that new girlfriend. She's great. Do you know her? That Do you is, know him? That is honestly what he said. He, uh, he said he liked the new girlfriend. <laughs> I like her. She's pretty good. Yeah, pretty a good. lot of your people don't because she's not white, but I don't think that's right. But secretly, I might. Is she, is she not white? Is that a, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. No, the Holy whole thing. fuck. No, you don't understand. Yeah. What happens then to England? Do they explode? Like, yeah. They, they, they re-enter the union. We need to figure this out again. Uh, a non-white is in the palace. The poor queen. Oh, you know, you know, yes, you know. She's like, I need to pick up things. Yum. Man. Like, she's not fucking crazy racist. Uh, Let's not pretend like the queen isn't a crazy uh, racist. Don't but get an accident, weird. like how my I, grandma... By the was. way, I love out of all the shit tonight, people are like, oh, back off the queen. Oh, easy. <laughs> easy. Well, that's because like, you're here. That would offensive. be fine if I said that. Like, I'm still under that fucking yoke, but you fuckers left home. It's fine. <laughs> you changed your name, you burnt the shit down. Don't pretend like you give a shit about mum now that she's old. Yep. You left. Yep. You broke her fucking heart. Yep. But guess who's swinging by for some money? <laughs> hey, mom. I'm on heroin. Uh, I've been gone for a while. I've been making some bad choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, know, I got your email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm like covered in skin pots. Listen, mom. You gotta I'll eat. suck your picnic for five bucks. <laughs> I pushed it. I definitely pushed it. First, you must capture and bring back the Brimley. He's protected by an army of walry. <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest with you. If I were a walrus trying to pass off as a human being, Yes. Walter does seem like the first name you would come up with. Like, right? you'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm a human. Oh, Wilfred. Yeah. 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 You're like, Walrus, Walter. Yeah. No, that's too close. Yeah. Wilfred. Wilfred. He, just, he looks around and he sees two name tags on yeah. employees. Wilfred. <laughs> Wilfred. Wilfred. I was never a walrus. Yeah. Why would you say that? <laughs> Wilfred, come to bed. Wilfred. Somewhere there's a boy who woke uh, up as a walrus. Yeah. I've switched places. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a tusk, a tusked half walrus boy. We wanted to kill it, but it's so. I mean, people love taking pictures of it. I'm Will Russ Brimley. We should we should get back to this. There is a story. Okay. Um, so he has to wait. He can't arrest him on the capital ground. So he yells, I'll take you for a ride. Okay. Apparently the meaning of this was that Marion was saying he would drive Helmuth home as a way to getting rid of him. That, so... That's how he's going to get him out of the office. He's going to drive him home. Okay. But sure. he's so Helmuth, it seems, went along with this because he realized that once he started driving home, they'd be off capital grounds and he could arrest him. Oh my God, no, this is... So, this is a quote from the Bend Bulletin. Here's the hilarious thing. Well, you this already is about, This is about a Washington uh, congressman. Nothing in the Washington papers. Oregon's writing the shit out of this motherfucker. 
I'm so sorry. That's actually my ringtone. I um, I was in Cleveland last week, and uh, one of the locals changed it to the Indians. Yeah, so well, it's listen, not my it's just, uh, very yeah. racially insensitive. It's the new update. Thought. The new update. Yeah, no, I, I thought stuff. it was terrible. Okay, that's mine. Yeah. Well, the Ben Bulletin newspaper. He accompanied Helmuth outside, where the two jumped into Zionchek's car and sped down the block at a high speed. With Zionchek finally pulling up by the office building from which they had started, but so he sped he sped around the looped. block. He sped around the block. But firstly, what a fucking baller! Again, I'm I'm finding it hard not to like this guy a bit. Sorry. Yeah. No, he's, because isn't he like in trouble for speeding? And yeah. his solution to that is to take the guy out and do a fucking lap while he's speeding. <laughs> but yeah. also, like while he's driving, he's like, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna get you for speeding." Now, oh. oh, god damn it, we're back on Ghoul. <laughs> Shit. Do it again. They both jumped out of the car and Helmuth, Helmuth tried to arrest uh, Marion, but he resisted. The two men fought. As they fought, Helmuth shouted, I've got a gun, but I don't want to take you out. Marion responded, you double-crossed me by lying about a gun. I think that, I, I assume by that, asked him. he asked him before, do you have a gun? And the no. cop was like, no, I don't have a gun. Why would I have a gun? I'm a cop. And then, yeah. and then Helmuth yelled back, I'm not going to take a gun out as he kept jerking on Marion's arm to pull him away. And Marion responded, I told you I'd take you home if you wanted me to. Take your glasses off. This is the time time you're going to get it. He started jerking his arm. Dude, if you're watching this. And then he said, I told you I would take you home if you wanted me to. And then he's like, take your glasses off. If you like walk by this... I think well, the sheriff's like gonna fuck the congressman. Right? Take off your glasses. Chew this gum. Lose the shirt. Drink uh, this pineapple juice. Uh, kiss me, kiss me right kiss here. Me, kiss me. Yes. Kiss me. Oh my god. It's not weird if your eyes are shut. Uh, uh. Oh, you do have a gun. I'm gonna pour this. Wait, jug is of there, water wait there's over a third me. guy. Wait, the third. Who's the third? Hey, guy? I'm here pouring a jug of water over what? myself. No, 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 no dude. Oh, oh Jesus, dude. We're trying to fight fuck. Come on. Washington, D.C. Come on, put your dick in my mouth. At this point, two Capitol Police arrived and convinced Marion to go with the sergeant to the police substation in the House of Representatives building. There they kept arguing and screaming at each other. People who were interested in what was going on were barred from the station, but from outside they could hear all the screaming, followed by sounds of a scuffle. So now they're fighting. Then they heard uh, Marion yell, You're a fucking liar! There it is. <laughs> Eventually, Helmuth managed to get Marion... Well, lies come from a hellmouth. <laughs> Fuck you. Muff. <laughs> Eventually, Come on, guys, there's no you in myth. <laughs> I, uh... Eventually, Helmuth managed to get Marion to agree to go to court, but Marion yelled that he would sue Helmuth. <laughs> in court, finally, they got him in court, and he protested against the technical form of the ticket, and uh, eventually the judge got tired of listening to him yammer on and said she was taking a recess. And then she went and played Sorry, kickball in the yard? <laughs> when? Yay! When the I'm ju- ready to go back in. 
Great recess. When the judge said that, Marion said, I'm taking a recess too, and put on his coat and hat and started walking out of court. No, 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 you don't take recesses. Then the judge ordered that he be put in a cell, and several policemen and bailiffs had to tackle him and restrain him is, after a guys, short scuffle. What is his plan? Again. He's definitely on the fly planning yeah. this. From the cell. Like from the he, cell. He yelled that he I'm was... I'm out of here. All right, jail. Whatever, either way. He yelled that he was invoking his congressional immunity so he could go back to work and, quote, represent my Seattle constituency. So, so congressional immunity, like, they can speed in D.C. and be like, I'm a fucking congressman, and they... they they don't I, get tickets. I like so. to think it's like they do it like Lethal Weapon 2, when they're all like, Congressional immunity! <laughs> and then this story will end with that dude just going, It's just been revoked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mel Gibson is also Australian. I apologise for that. And an oh. anti anti-Semite. Yeah, well, well, born in America. Look who waited it out. Born oh, in Mel. Born in America, technically. Born in, yeah, born Who in looks America. like a genius now, though? Mel Gibson. He's like, I stuck around and built a church. You're in my world, bitches. People came around to Mel. Disagree. <laughs> when, uh, when Marion finally calmed down, he was brought out of the cell back in a court where he told the judge he had been, quote, a little disturbed and perhaps a trifle excited. The judge sentenced him on two charges, speeding and contempt of court. His total punishment was a fine of $45. To the Supreme Court! Which he refused to pay. <laughs> Legend. Of course he did. So he was put back... I mean, that's so much money. He's like, 45? So 25 was absurd. He was put back in his cell. Uh -huh. And then eventually his wife came down and paid it, and he got out. In May, the couple decided to honeymoon in Puerto Rico. They were going to drive down to Miami and then fly from there. He was pulled over by the police twice on the way down. For speeding? And, yes, for speeding. So he just is, he can't stop speeding? He can't stop speeding. Was there can't a bomb stop. in the car? <laughs> he was always getting away from somebody. Uh, once he was detained in North Carolina while the whole town gathered around a gawk. Uh, Sorry? Gawk? Gawk. Once... They finally got to Puerto Rico. They started their honeymoon. Marion borrowed a car from a banker in San Juan. So no, they could that drive. guy was like, take it easy, huh? Yeah. Be easy on it. It's fine. Uh, he, so they, he was going to drive down to a seaside town, and they were going to go fishing. He and Ruby drove down to a village where they found a fisherman with a boat, grabbed some refreshments, and then headed out. The fisherman also enjoyed their refreshments and was soon too plowed to drive the boat. So Marion drove the boat back to the dock and pushed the fisherman into the borrowed car. And headed uh, oh, back... By the way, bystander said, in record time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when they put him in the car, did he, like, throw him to her? And she's like, got him! Yeah, throw him in! Fish market him? I get it. For the audio ones? <sighs> I give him a gift. So... They're headed back to St. Juan, but they didn't make it as the drunk congressman crashed the car into an oncoming truck. Jesus Christ. But no one was hurt. What? The truck driver, however, was demanding a settlement for the damage on the spot. See you in court. Marion countered that he didn't owe any money because he was a congressman. Wow. So he thinks he's... I can do whatever the fuck I want! I'm a congressman! Watch this! <laughs> 
That's my wife. Legal. Wow. That was kind of Adelaide-ish. So, so, someone just got here late. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, nine? <sighs> Gotta get it in. So, he went to get back in his car and then the truck driver pulled the truck and blocked the whole road. Uh-huh. So, then uh, someone called the cops and then when, when a cop arrived, Marion again made the case that he was a congressman, so this was fine. And it worked, the cop let him go. Congressional immunity. You <laughs> say so you can just do anything. Yeah. I'm a Congress. So sorry, we stopped you, sir. Murder away! When Marion got back to his hotel, he remembered the shit faced fisherman was passed out on the floor in the back seat. So they decided to take him home. But this time, Ruby drove. To their place? No, they're driving him back to that fishing village. To oh. this fishing village. Right. So, well, you know what the thing is? If you're not going to eat it, you should, should throw it back. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Shocking he drank like a fish. So when they got to his house, Marion knocked on the gate, and then he yelled, He lives here! I'm going to leave him! Oh, what? And no. a guy came out of the house and said he had no idea who the fisherman was, and he definitely did not live, live there. And then he slammed the door in Marion's face. So Marion got behind the wheel of the car, hit the gas, and drove into the gate. Well, he is in Congress. Just totally destroying the gate. Yeah, but he's in Congress. Then the owner ran inside and grabbed his pistol and came out and challenged Marion to a duel. Always good. A drunk duel? Ah, oh, she's the one in the middle. Also, just for the record... Stories that involve cars and stories that involve jewels should not go together. <laughs> like, it feels like once you've got a car, jewels are out. Yeah. yeah. No duels at that point. Sorry, so, did I say it differently? Yeah, it's all right. No, it's okay. You guys don't say the you that's in the middle, like Helmuth. <laughs> Jewel. It's right there at the start. Jewel. These are the Jewel. He comes from a place where sorry, they duel. don't use most of the duel. letters in I'm Mel- sorry, Melbourne. Duel. They don't. Okay. All right. Melbourne. All right, guys. We're different. No we vowels. celebrate it. <laughs> what? What? He did drool, drool earlier. Whatever. We saw that. You know but you know, we were, we were going to ignore I that. I didn't see it. I challenge you to a drool. <laughs> At ten paces. <laughs> and then we turn around. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Really, good. really nice. That came out of you. That was awesome. Ah. So, so he's having this standoff, right? Yeah. At this point, <laughs> quote, a crowd of cane cutters arrived, waving their machetes, shouting, long live the Puerto Rican Republic. Good. So, Good. So Marianne, I'm in Congress. Oh, boy. So now Marion and Ruby were freaked out and they jumped in the car and drove back to San Juan just leaving the fisherman there. Uh, but, this fisherman, like... but they ran out of gas before they got back. Uh-huh. Now Did Mar- he just shout in the gas tank, I'm in Congress! Fill up! I'm in Congress! Happy New Year! <laughs> I'm a Congress beautiful tank. Now, Marion had no money on him. 
course. But not. he went to a gas station and mentioned the name of the owner of the car, and the gas station just gave him the gas to go back to the hotel. Who is this guy? And then... He is Teflon. When I say stuff, it's like what magic. Is yeah, I mean... My words are magic words. I think you forgot the part in this story where he found a genie in a bottle. And anything he wants, he gets. That might change. So. So he goes back to the hotel, and he, but he's still upset about what happened. Uh-huh. The chanting of the Puerto Rican, our country, whatever. And about uh, 1 a.m., he called the U.S. Naval Station. Good. <laughs> Good. And, no. and told the colonel, who was in command of a squadron of Marine Corps airplanes, that his life was in danger, and he demanded a platoon come and guard him. Oh, my God. The colonel refused. And I mentioned I'm in Congress? <laughs> Please hurry. <laughs> and then a lieutenant refused. But the two officers were alarmed enough to try to call the governor of Puerto Rico to discuss what was going on. But the governor's secretary would not wake him up. So at some point, the the decision was made to send six Marines to check on the congressman and see if he needed security. Oh. Uh, He does all the time. The Marines arrived to find a very drunk and not in need of any aid, Marion Zion check. One of the Marines said, quote, he is all right if you can understand him. Okay, here's my question. Is, has he been continuing to drink? Because from the last time we've heard him drink, he's driven, there's been a whole bunch of things, and he's still fucking blind drunk? Or is he been, like, topping it up? He's re-upping. He's re-upping. I think he's, I think he's topping okay. it up, yeah. Okay. He just has an empty glass, and he's like, Congress, and it's full. And he's like... A pizza! Now, but Marion is still concerned about the threat against uh-huh. his life. Sure. So he... This is like an episode of Cops. He... Yeah, this motherfucker! Those are motherfuckers have machetes. We gotta get them. What team? There's a gate and came at me. The gate flew at me. Gate hit me and then there's a fisherman. Oh, you gotta meet this guy. You look befuddled. So Marion, Marion called the governor at 7 a.m., but he could not get him on the phone. But then the governor's office apparently called the hotel because hotel management explained to the governor's office to, quote, pay no attention to him. And that the congressman had not yet recovered from his fishing trip the day before, and currently he was drinking milk out of coconuts and throwing the empty shells from his hotel window at people walking by. I... uh... Uh, I am in love. I am in love. Uh, I'm part of Coco Congress. He's just... Hang on. So not from Congress. I am in Congress. Is that a drunk monkey? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I just hope he wasn't throwing two at the same time because people would be like, oh my God, it's a horse! I... Uh, 
Pegasus! What an amazing thing to uh, That's when you take someone off speakerphone. I'm sorry, what did you say? He's, he's drinking milk out of coconuts. What is he doing? Yes, he, he's Hang unavailable on. right now. He's throwing coconuts. He's in a hotel room and he's drawn a face on a volleyball uh-huh. and he's uh-huh. putting Malibu into coconuts. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm sorry I killed you and drank uh, out of your head, BFF. I love you. Happy New Year. <laughs> By mid morning, the congressman and Ruby had vanished. Oh. Okay. He and Ruby next popped up on St. Thomas. Hang on, what is that a. It's another island. Get off of me! Oh. <laughs> it's an island. It's an island in the Caribbean, yeah. Ow! I was like. This Bible has taken a twist. Olsen Thomas. Good Lord, I'm a saint! <laughs> and don't worry, I'm a congress. <laughs> With St. Peter? I know I said, I'm from Congress. Marion caught a very large fish on St. Thomas and wanted it stuffed so he could bring it back to his congressional office and mount it for his colleagues and constituents to see. Right. So he called a local taxidermist. The Evening Herald had a reporter there, and he said, quote, this is Marion quoting, boy, am I happy. Gee, am I happy. Let's celebrate. It's a great quote. He invited a few people to his room. That's where he revealed that he'd come up with a new cocktail. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. Quote, he seized a bottle of rum, emptied a generous portion into a shaker, and then added a liberal amount of hair tonic. What? You guys want a rum and hair? I call it the befuddled. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love that somebody yelled out callback. Yeah. <laughs> Official. Comedy fan. Certified. <laughs> That is amazing, though. You're like, oh, that's a lot of I'll be yelling out the technical comedy terms. (laughs) Set up. Go back. (laughs) Punchline. Rule of three. (laughs) Case out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, A delightful drink, he told his guests, Uh. and then served them. The taxidermist and the others sipped the cocktail cautiously. <laughs> yeah. As he watched and then gulped. Ah. Marion said the drink was, quote, something new, and the guests all nodded. Nobody's arguing with that. Uh, no, it is very new. Very bad, too. Also, not good. And. Back in Washington, Congress passed and Roosevelt signed legislation directly aimed at Marion Zinecheck. Wow. Wow. It gave commissioners in the district the power to suspend Congress members' driver's licenses, even if they were issued by another state. Oh, my God. And the car had congressional tags. Uh, congressional <laughs> immunity. No mas. It's just been revoked. <laughs> Uh, Glad I stepped on that one. Well, that's going to probably affect me greatly. (laughs) This was done because Marion had uh, sped through a main thoroughfare in the Capitol and then gone bug fuck afterwards. 
People in his home state were also getting tired of the insane actions of Marion. The Democratic Party Executive Committee of Kitsap County passed a resolution to kick Marion out of the party. They officially declared him a disgrace. But wasn't he like, I'm in Congress. Can't do that. Can't kick me out, I'm in. The reason you can't kick me out is because I'm in here. Think about it. Reports then came from St. Thomas about Marion's behavior. They stood on me. (laughs) Call back. Where the fuck are you on this one? What the fuck? Uh, Don't encourage it. Don't encourage it. Don't encourage it. Um, (laughs) That was a callback, callback. (laughs) (laughs) So Marion was being driven by the governor's chauffeur when he apparently decided he wanted to take control of the car. The chauffeur was not keen on the idea of letting a guy take over while he was driving. Come on! But Marion insisted... And then he showed him how insistent he was by biting the chauffeur on the hand. Wow. Wow. I mean, this guy had his own version of the secret. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not conquering us! It was also reported that he lapped up soup from a plate while at a diner. What? And the, the whole, the beginning soup on a plate is crazy. <laughs> Who is like, it's worse. Enjoy. Yeah, no spoon. Lick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be great if it was revealed this was the guy who decided to put soup in a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, up until that time, people were like, we love soup, but what if there was a plate <laughs> with a big bottom? Oh, Charles. Yeah. You're talking about a cup, stupid. I'm talking about a cup fucked a plate. I'll call it a plop. (laughs) Uh, He also stole a car from a street. Sure. From a street. That's my car. I'm a road. Congressman. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like the same thing like when a cop flashes his badge. I need the, he's just like, I was in Congress, move! I'll punch you out of there. I need your car, I need hair tonic. Yes, I've been drinking rum and hair fluid. Now let me and the genie in. Have you seen St. Thomas? I was sitting on his face and he got away from me. Didn't mind that part. Finally, uh, the couple's honeymoon wrapped up and the two lovebirds- This is still the honeymoon. This is still the honeymoon. Well, we did everything we wanted to. I mean... Parasailing's the only thing we missed. <laughs> um, so they headed home. Uh, we murdered by... that fisherman, right? Yeah, we did everything. They headed home by boat. <laughs> Just for the record, I want to see this story from her parents' perspective. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's 21. She's gone to the city yeah. to get this fucking yeah, job. Yeah. And then five weeks later. I met the sh- one! What does he do? Well, he, he does anything. He's in Congress. I think he's Batman. 
His words make people do things. What do you like about him? Not much, but he said he was in Congress and I had no choice. We killed a fisherman. Save and a gate. Save me. Save me. So, while he was on the ship, he had a bicycle what? that he had bought. No, what? On, Already on, weird. On St. Thomas, that he put Ruby on the handlebars and rode around the deck telling people that this is how he was going to get back to Washington State if the cops didn't leave him alone. Hang on, he was going to ride his bike or ride his bike on a boat back? Hopefully it's that one. I can't really clarify. God, if now, you're on the boat, you're like, good, good. Glad we caught this one. Now, he's also become the hottest thing in news. So every publisher yeah. wants a story about this guy and what he's doing. So it's, almost, it's almost like the news media don't care about the qualifications of the candidate and just want the people who get the most click-throughs. That's so weird. That's so weird. That's interesting. Well, That's an the interesting 30s point. were a crazy time. Yeah, thank God we live in a different time now. We're not falling for that again. So, when he lands in New York, there's just tons of reporters following him. Why everywhere. are you such a dipshit? Why are you such a dipshit? Congress. He's done it again. Uh, but when he, when he, he also uh, learned when he got back that his landlady had evicted them from their apartment in Washington, D.C. She said Marion and Ruby were too hard on the furniture and China. Uh, like China the country or the not the wrestler but <laughs> they just didn't really love female wrestling yeah. <laughs> yeah. just... you're never gonna wrestle get a real job let's jump on the couch I eat, when I eat from plates, I eat fucking hard. Well done, smash! Next! Uh, so while they were in St. Thomas, the landlady removed Marion and Ruby's clothes. So it was like a, you know, there was... Sure. They, they, oh, from furnished, the furnished department, so yeah, she okay. just kind of took sure. this shit. I, th I um, thought you meant as punishment. Yeah. No, she just put Man. it out. She put it in boxes or whatever, or she burned it. I don't know what happened. Okay. I made that part up. When, he arrived, like when he arrived in New York, Marion announced that he created a new cocktail that he had named the Zion Check Zippers. <laughs> we'll be having those at Earl's right after. It was not hair tonic. Oh, good. Oh, okay. This one was made of rye, honey, cracked ice, and a sprig of mint. Oh, that sounds oh, delicious. That sounds right. Yeah. On the morning of the 26th, Marion was said to have sat on the edge of his bed in his New York hotel room from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. staring at bottles of scotch, rye, rum, and gin. After the four hours were up, he announced, Scotch and soda's my favorite drink. I, this guy is the greatest. <laughs> Except I like rye and soda better. <laughs> Wait, who was around him? There were ISIS. Reporters and his wife. Yeah, a stunning oh, revelation. Pretty always much. keeps you guessing. That's what I like about that, it. It's I mean, like, that... Hey, guys, I like Wham! 
But Andrew Rachel is my favorite. Except for George Michael! Jesus, this is really getting dense. I, the quote is... So then... I want my two favorite drinks to fight in my mouth! You mean muff. I do. I do. So Marion then started pounding scotch, and so did Ruby. After a while, they started drinking Zion Czech zippers. And soon they were at Rockefeller Center in the pool, shoes and socks off, waiting around in the water as the press took pictures and, and wrote up stories. The papers announced the congressman was back in Washington on May 26th. He spent the night in the apartment he had been evicted from and was in his office at 10 a.m. with a new agenda. He said he was starting a campaign to convert Congress to the Zion Check Zipper. <laughs> Wait, yes. he is still in Congress? Yep. Oh, yeah. Hang on, so, but, but what's his policy? He's going to start, he's going to convert uh, Congress to the uh, new drink that he's made. Hang on, but, well, so he's just going to get them all to drink the, that's his platform. It's got a new agenda. The Zion Check Zipper. Is to get all these assholes. All the way to number one with my number. policy of ZZ Top. That's it. He's going to get everybody drinking the one drink. Right. He invited reporters in and explained. <laughs> I mean, this is insane. Look. From the Daily Capital Journal. Okay. Quote, it's really very easy to make. You take a few sprigs of mint and crush them in the glass. Be careful to spiral them to the bottom of the glass. Uh -huh. Then you add the honey. Be sure to spiral that too. Finally, you add about three times as much rye whiskey as there is liquid in the glass. Oh my God. Wait, off of the, off of the, that's like, wow. I mean, again, I haven't quite got to the bit where this guy's story's gone wrong yet. <laughs> this guy's life is a montage of fun. Right. <laughs> like, when he came back, they were like, here we go. He's like, all I want is to pass the drink. <laughs> okay. We're going to China with this. <laughs> she can't wrestle. Cocktails. I found a cocktail that'll make peace. He was also upset about reporters' coverage of the Zion Check Zipper in New York. Quote, they said it was only equal parts honey and rye. Why would I make that kind of sissy drink? I'm gonna make America drunk again. <laughs> Zion a zipper. What is Zion check? Not Zion check. Zion check. Zion check. Zion check. Zion check. Not Zion. I'm sorry. There's a little bit of ist in that Zion check. Come on, guys. You know the Jews run cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Want a mid julep? <laughs> Trump. Okay. We're in the locker room. We can. Grant and peace. Peas? Pusses. Oh. That's when you grab two at once. Yeah. With one hand. Yeah. <laughs> I broke my hand. I broke my hand. I overgrabbed. Aha. That's an OG. Uh -huh. Overgrab. 
I mean, I feel if, like if you grab two at the same time, that's got to be consensual. Absolutely. Because no, not two people aren't going to stand that close to each other unless it's a consensual, like, yeah. like one, it's, that's it's, sexual assault, but two together, like everyone's agreed on, hey, you both stand there so I can get my hand. And that's when I remembered the Siamese twins. I think they're called conjoined twins. That's really offensive what you've just said there. I was talking about cats. (laughs) Oh, they're Siamese cats? Okay, all right, that's fine, that's fine. You're allowed to call them Siamese cats still. Chinese whispers. That's a callback. Well, that's a callback. It's a callback. Where's that woman heckling that guy for his callback? That's an international callback. (laughs) Um, So um, now things are about to uh, get rocky in his five-week marriage and six-week relationship. It it really like when you uh, the fact that it has been five weeks is crazy. Because they because they seem so in love. I think we're talking two years. No, they seem so in love. They pack it in. Yeah. It like started with the woman uh, they were subletting the new apartment from. Uh-huh. Uh, on the last Friday in May, she tried to take the apartment back, but Ruby and Marion pushed her out. She said, she said she kept trying to enter, but was ejected five or six times. Marion then called reporters and told them what was going on and asked them to come by so he could fix them up some Zion Check zippers. <laughs> Is there any kind of plan as far as what his life is? Or he's just like, I invented a drink and don't need to pay rent. (laughs) Congress! Hashtag Congress. When the reporters arrived and he started making them drinks, Ruby had had it and walked out in disgust. She took off in their car. A few hours later, police were called by a tenant of the building who said, quote, he's throwing things again. It was a bad time for coconuts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A crowd gathered on the street as Marion threw furniture and clothing out a window. Police arrived and tried to... Ottoman! (laughs) Police arrived and tried to stop him, but Marion... Oh, more plops! Marion fought them off, finally being brought down by a billy club strike to the head. Oh, shit just got real. Apparently drinking's not all that fun now, is it? He was dragged to the patrol car wearing just a pair of pants. Was he Australian? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Mate. Mate, I was just making some, uh... Mate, I've mate. got congressional immunity, mate. I was just making me Zion check zippers yeah. and I'm like, mate, come mate, on. Mate, I've got his trousers, mate. So they take him to jail where he remained until Saturday night when his secretary posted the $25 bond. The Supreme Court was like, stop finding him. We we have vacation days we're sacrificing. Won't stop. The woman... By the way, like, everyone around him always has money, but he has never any money. Never any. He's fucking 21-year-old guy. He's that good. Oh, I got a hundred. You know what? Uh, uh, I'm in Congress. Can I uh, uh, get you back later? That's my wallet in Congress. Uh, Boy, did I mention I'm in Congress? These are not the droids you're looking for. I'm in Congress. Uh, so, uh, the woman subletting the apartment was in the hospital suffering from a broken hip 
she'd gotten when he, her, him and Ruby had pushed her out the door. Jesus. Oh, hang on, what? Yeah, she broke her hip when they were fucking tossing her out. Chick got real. This was the night Chick got real. This, this is, yeah. This is the part where if I said if I I would turn to you and go shit just got real. Okay. okay. Shit got real. Yeah. Mary went back to the apartment and reporters arrived pretty soon after because they had received a tip that Ruby was coming back. They wanted to be there to cover the scene, but she did not return. Quote: Zionchek tossed off a couple of Zionchek zippers and ran from the building. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, one more time? What, he just drank two and ran? Yeah. Well, oh, I got the zipper juice! <laughs> Woo! I'm going 70 again! As he did, he grabbed a reporter by the arm, and they jumped into another car and took off. The reporter said Marion drove through, quote, at least five red lights, jumping over curbs and down sidewalks, and narrowly missing a number of pedestrians. <laughs> I'm in Congress! He was in, he was in the Congressmobile, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally every moment of this deserves like the bat sign like right. coming in and out. Congress. So he drove all over town like a madman, crashing the car into friends' houses as he, searched, friends houses as he searched for Ruby. Like, he would stick his head in their windows and yell, have you seen my wife? And the weirdest thing about it was, it was way before Borat, but he kept going, my wife. And even then they were like, enough. No, we no, have, that's not funny. That's not right. We lived it. It yeah. is. He forced his way past hotel employees and tried to search Wait, every so room of a hotel. Hold on, sorry, real quick. Yeah. He is crashing into crashing houses. Crashing into his friends' houses. Yeah. yeah. Well, how is he going to stop the car? So much. <laughs> well, you guys didn't have a gate. One hotel. I, drank, I drove through your mailbox, so the Zion check is in the mail. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> now, don't boo. Enjoy it. Get involved. I think With the fact wounds. that, like, I think those are wounds. five beers in, that I can still make a pun like that. <laughs> you are in Congress. So. <laughs> I'm in Congress! Anything's possible. So, Try uh, my Will Anderson Whipper! <laughs> Just gin and basil. <laughs> gin and basil. My mom was into that. She'd be like, that was the right way. You stood strong. It is Basil. And courgettes. He went back to his apartment and had some more Zion check zippers and yelled, and yelled, they can't do this to me! And then ran back out. I mean, they feel like a drink that will give you confidence. It, it truly feels like he is Twitter. Like, he's only moments. <laughs> he's digestible fragments. You see a photo of him and he's just a blue egg. <laughs> That's why you can crash into houses. Uh, he drove to the White House to try to get Roosevelt to help him to find Ruby. 
Now, this is when you could just drive up and get out of your car and go in. Right? I don't feel like there was ever a time. He's like, I'm in Congress. That, that was still allowed this what? recently. Yeah, but, yeah, he yeah, could, when well, we but he's the, in Congress, so he could just go into the... He could just, I'm in Congress. Still, and go inside. still, it's insane. When, when we could just well, now, now if half the guys in Congress came up, you'd have to shoot them. Right. <laughs> but they're um, in Congress. So he goes into the executive offices, and he's carrying a briefcase full of empty beer bottles and a ping pong ball. That is... That is... Without question, the best thing to ever have in a briefcase ever. <laughs> Without question. Like, oh, gentlemen, I think this will sweeten the pot. I oh have, my God, there was gold. I, I have got so many questions. Firstly, were the beer bottles full in the first place and they're now sure. empty? I'm or sure. has he just got empty beer bottles? No. And put them in there. I hope so, That's but I think question. he drank them all. And I assume there's already a ping pong ball in there. I mean, empty beer bottles and a ping pong ball is decoration for most cool bars in this town. So, <laughs> Like, if you're like White House security, can we search it? Yeah. You are fine to... Actually, don't go in. Actually, the more I think about it, no, that is a weapon, technically. Yeah, Your mind is a weapon, yeah. I feel. There's technically nothing in there that would kill people, but the fact that you've got that... It's the ping pong ball. I'm I'm very worried about the ping pong ball. Put it in your vagina and... Uh, Get out. Shoot it across the room. Get out. He wanted Roosevelt to call out the army with machine guns to bombard the hotel where he thought Ruby was hiding. Aim high. Negotiate down. But Roosevelt would not come out to see him. So Marion ran back to his car... Pulled out with tires screeching and yelled that he would be back. He went straight to the district attorney, Leslie Garnett's office, and tried to get him to arrest Vice President Garner. <laughs> Dude, this, this, but this, yeah, go ahead. He charged the VP with, quote, being in on the campaign to keep Ruby hidden. And. <laughs> Does he think she's an actual Ruby? Right. <laughs> At this point, he sped to a police station and tried to get his landlady arrested, saying he's drunk, she... right? Yeah. He's drunk. Yeah. Okay. Always. I feel like he's <laughs> always time drunk. drunk. I am picturing in... Hunter S. Thompson. At this I get point. the impression that since he invented his cocktail, yeah, he has not been sober since. <laughs> like since the moment. Absolutely it... the right. case. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So he goes to the police station to try to. Tried to get his landlady arrested, saying she stole his watch. Uh, My lady land is a bitch. <laughs> Boom, Congress. <laughs> Smoke bomb, Congress. Man got back into his car. To the Capitol. <laughs> so he gets back into his car, and then he smashes, uh, as he turns uh, yeah. around, he smashes into cars uh, on both sides. I love how he drives. And then announced... I'm he making was, a W turn. And then announced he was going to get a job with the FBI. Quote, uh, then I'll find her. After that, he went back to the White House. Well, I'm in Congress, but the FBI's hard, huh? He was once again told that FDR was not available. At that point... The police chief issued a warrant for his arrest, saying, quote, This man is apparently wild, and there's only one thing left for me to do, and that's arrest him. That was an option? At it's this not point, optionless. At this point, they're like, huh? Came back to the White House. That's two, you're you out. You know, we just well, realized like, he's immortal. All and the other shit. 
We well, must put him in space prison. I feel like FDR gave him one shot. FDR was like, yeah. look, I'm sleeping. Yeah. Don't fucking answer this call. I'm just going to keep sleeping. I'm the fucking president. And then he came back a second time and he's like, fuck it, okay. arrest him. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up. We already made that law against him. Get him out of here, he's legless. FDR's got shit to do to yeah. So they sent a squad of cops out to find him. Word came that Marion was at the Naval Medical Center but no one knew what he was doing. Drinking there. IVs. <laughs> I'm a a cocktail. So they, but they had him, and they arrested him on a lunacy warrant, and took <laughs> him. There's the movie title. <laughs> Zach Efron is <laughs> the lunacy warrant. Octavia Spencer. The lunacy warrant. It's like cocktail meets in the line of fire. <laughs> Made by Marvel. Uh, the warrant said he had been driving his car in a reckless manner and, annoy and annoying citizens and public officials. Yes, absolutely. Guilty. Super guilty and totally annoying. I was put in a room in the insane ward, which was for people likely to become violent. Uh -huh. When he had been arrested, the only thing he had in his pocket was a billiard ball. Now, in my defense, I couldn't put it in the briefcase because of the beer bottles and the ping pong ball. You know what? You want to get a billiard ball in the pocket. And it was in my fucking pocket, so... I called it. That's a, that's a scratch. It's a joke I yeah. made. It's a joke I make whenever you find the ball in my pocket. I go, that's a scratch. Want to know where the white ball goes to? Congress. Congress. It's a way inside pool joke that nobody likes. Marion was held. Marion was held at Gallinger Hospital and evaluated by Dr. Joseph Gilbert over a period of time. Two weeks later, hospital officials were meeting to discuss what to do with Marion when he gave his guards the slip poked his head out a ground floor window and casually spoke to reporters who stood in the rotunda. He is Julian Assange. <laughs> I mean, this, this motherfucker can sniff out a reporter. Oh. His yeah, cat I mean, was nearby in a tie. Yeah, oh God, the best. No one you gets know, that but us. Did you not see Julian uh, Assange's cat in a fucking tie? A tie, and I know how Let to him go, it. let him go, his cat's in a fucking tie. Let him go. He's free. He won. He won. His the cat's... cat looks like a business cat. Tie. Leave him Collar. be. Collar. Tie. Cat. Let the guy go. His cat does kitty leaks. The Which whole is... time. <laughs> the whole time Marion spoke to reporters, he was dressed in white pajamas. He explained that he had agreed to go to Shepherd and Enoch Pratt Sanitarium in Baltimore where congressional, congressional leaders wanted him to go. But he, quote, changed my mind when I found out they intended to send four burly guards with me. I don't intend to be trundled about the country by guards. Trundled? Trundled. Go ahead. I'm befuddled. At that point, he presented a list of demands to Dr. Gilbert. One, that he, that he be released outright. Two, Solid. that he be Solid. sent to St. Elizabeth's Hospital for further examination and treatment. Uh -huh. okay. Three, that he be tried by a lunacy jury. <laughs> we find the defendant. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Pop, pop, pop! Give it a pop, 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 pop! 
jury, uh, I actually can't read this. Ah, we find the defendant. Oh, this is the story of 12 batshit men, right? <laughs> so, these demands caused some issues with the hospital as Dr. Gilbert did not want him well, going anywhere without medical attendance accompanying him. Sure. Marion then told reporters that he, quote, suspected that the White House was mixed up in this idea of sending me around the country with four big guards. If that's true, then this country is worse than Russia. Oh, hey. hey. That's unfair. Yeah. Russia is now your ally, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roomies. The decision was made to transfer Marion to the hospital in Baltimore. He was taken in an ambulance bound in a straitjacket. As he was taken out, he shouted to reporters that he was being kidnapped. <laughs> Ten days later, he was in his new hospital's exercise yard when he just ran and climbed over the fence and... <laughs> Well, they shouldn't let him exercise so much. He's getting stronger. Quote within a... He just told the feds he was in Congress and it melted. <laughs> Quote with an agility that surprised the hospital attendants. <laughs> oh, shit, he's like a deer. Look at him go, huh? Holy boy, that's something. I did not expect that. Yeah, we should get a, a like a taller than four foot fence, though. I think uh, that's yeah. not the issue. That's he's not so, the issue. He's so quick. He's like a Zion chick zipper. <laughs> uh, he was gone before anyone could see which way he went. How? Uh, the next day, which way did he go? A female janitor entered his congressional office and found Marion sleeping in a chair. <laughs> he. He leapt up and screamed, get out. <laughs> then he barricaded the door with all the furniture in the office and began a standoff that lasted 18 hours. Dave, this is, un this is unbelievable. Even for this. <laughs> I mean, what are you... What? It's fucking Seattle. Seattle Dude, drone. imagine just... him like with today's news cycle. Oh. Uh. I, we'll talk about that at the end. I don't think this, uh. I don't think this would happen. They came to an agreement that the local police would not arrest Marion and he would be allowed to go uh, back. Oh, so, so the sergeant of arms came down, right? Uh -huh. This guy, uh, Kenneth Romney. And they talked and they came up with a solution. They came to an agreement that local police would not arrest Marion and he would be allowed to go back to Seattle to get some rest. Romney bought Marion a ticket on the midnight train he heading to Chicago. I want to drive it. <laughs> with my mind. Boom, my train. Sorry, me. I just sleep. Is it a Congress train? Maryland police still tried to arrest Marion as a fugitive from justice as he headed for the train, but they were held off by the Capitol Police. DC police then also tried to arrest him for assault on his landlady, but they were also held off. So basically, the, DC, the Capitol Police are now squaring off with the two locus, local police departments Ugh. to keep them from arresting Crazy McCrazy Pants. Uh, Romney threatened to call out all 150 Capitol Police to keep the D.C. police from arresting him. All the while, reporters and photographers surrounded them and watched. 
Finally, the DC police agreed to accept $25 bail instead, which... <laughs> Look, you broke a lady's hip. We... What do you got? What do you got? You got like well, 30, you got 30, 30, 35 bucks? 30, 50 bucks? 50? What do you got? 25 is a number that I'm more comfortable with. <sighs> can we go, can we do 30? I can't see myself going above 25 for this, I have to say. If you knew my track record, like, I'm bananas. <laughs> you're lucky I'm even you know talking what? to you. I'm in Congress, you're, sort of. Oh, I did not know you were in Congress. Well, now I'm insane in Congress, but yeah. I jumped a fence. Okay. It's a two-foot fence. It was a step. Will you accept beer bottles? Yes. We accept also, beer bottles. Also, I have the nine ball. Not to sweeten the pot too much. Uh, so they agreed to $25, which Romney oh. paid. What? <laughs> Who else was going to pay it? I mean, he was running around in pajamas a half hour ago. Yeah. My, my wallet's in my other crazy suit. <laughs> <laughs> Capitol Police then took him uh, to a home and let him shower and gave him a new suit and took him to the train. Uh, what? Uh, and then on. they took him to the train. Yeah. yeah. As he walked to the station gates, surrounded by press, he was smoking a cigar, and Marion Zynchek turned around and shouted, I'll be back, all right. <laughs> on the train, Marion was put into a drawing room with a Capitol policeman who happened to be from Seattle. The policeman said he was just taking a vacation and keeping Marion company. Romney told reporters that Marion was sane. Quote, I said to him... <laughs> I said to him, I'm a dance, damn sight crazier than you. And he agreed. Oh, there's so proof. That is, yep. Can't argue with that. Sure. Yeah. Um, other police were put on each end of the car as he, that he was on and instructed uh, not to allow anyone who did not have a reservation in that car on. Marion never left the drawing room until he reached Chicago. There, the Chicago police helped him stay uh, secluded as arrangements were made to get him on a plane to Seattle. He was then put on a plane, but instead of going on the runway, it taxied over to a hangar, and Marion was told to get out. <laughs> Airline officials didn't want him traveling without someone watching him. <laughs> and, a policeman's, uh, and the policeman's trip was only paid for to Chicago, so he was put back on a train headed for Seattle. <laughs> His wife met him along the journey after she'd ex uh, she had escaped from DC as she was also wanted for assault. Wait. Ruby? Yeah, she helped break the lady's hip. So she's like, I'm sorry. FDR buried me. I love you, baby. Uh, from the Corvallis Gazette Times in Montana, July 2nd, 1936. Montana. Representative Marion Zionchek sped homeward by train today, distributing recipes for Zionchek zippers. Uh On a train? I mean, you know what? No better place to fucking drink a lovely cocktail than on a train. Do you mean You've he's got telling... a long journey. He's like, this is how you enjoy yourself on this train. Get <laughs> yourself like, a Zionist uh, zipper. Like, yeah, like the guy in the beverage car was like, here we go again. Yeah, I know how to make one. Oh, my God. It's just mint and rum. It's not it's easy. It's not mint and rum. But do you mean he's on the train? He's telling people how to make one? I think them? he's actually handing out 
in pieces of paper recipes. with the recipe. Right, recipe cards. He wants to be Talk big. Hey, get guy. drunk. Hey, get shit-faced with this. Yeah. So, hey, I'm running for a bar. Come on. Have a zipper. Vote for me for bar. Vote for me for drunk. I want to be your drunk. 1940, drinker. Let me represent you in blackouts. Come on. You love zippers. Come on. Uh, one passenger on Do the train... Do it for the zipper. One, one passenger on the train was quoted. There's been talk about Zion check zippers and silly questions about booby hatch until I'm hey, about ready to give myself one. Did you say booby hatch? I have no idea what that quote meant, but I put it in. But you Is have enough Zionized zippers and you're just like, I'm on my booby puns. Hang on, is booby, booby hatched? I'll, be, I'll read it to you again. There's been talk about Zion check zippers and silly questions about booby hatch until I'm ready to give myself one. I mean, the only, hatch. the only hatch I know is that one from Lost. You know, when they found the hatch? That's the only and hatch. And then you went down to it. So I imagine it's like some bra that you just can just open up. We're and in. It's like, We've decoded we're the, the bra. We're entering the booby hatch. <laughs> Be careful. Another, uh, another passenger in the smoking car said he tried the Zion Check zipper and that it was good. <laughs> Yeah, you can quote me. Marion promised... It's very basic. Marion <laughs> promised a political comeback despite indications his reception in Seattle would be anything but good. Mm. Quote, I'm going home to prove I'm not down and out. The boys poured it to me... Sorry. The boys poured it on me pretty heavy, sending me to a mental hospital and all in an attempt to whip me politically. But I'm going to give them a campaign that will leave blisters where they sit down. So he's, oh, he's, ready, he's ready to go. Right. He's ready to fucking yeah. hurt some asses. No, he's, he's gonna blister bottoms? <laughs> yeah. Democratic leaders in Seattle were said to be hoping he would go anywhere else in the country but Washington State. <laughs> but Seattle it was. When he arrived, Marion changed his tune and said he decided not to run for re-election re because his mother was ill. But then he went and visited his mother and she had one thing to ask that he run for Congress again. No. No. My dying wish is to keep the party going. She was about to die, but he gave her a couple of Zion check zippers yeah. and she fucking perked right up. I am in Congress! She's alive! Well, he thought about what he would tell his constituents uh, right. about everything that had happened, but had not yet settled on anything. YOLO! Quote... Solo. Solo. Quote, whatever it is, it'll be good. That's not good from him. He insisted he was sane and that his confinement was due to persecution by unnamed persons. Yeah. In Seattle on August 4th, he addressed a paying audience of more than 1,000 on the topic, who is crazy? <laughs> now, now firstly, do you feel bad that he outsold you guys? <laughs> And this is like, this is a while ago right. with inflation. It's like 20,000. Jesus. Are you ready to see if I'm fucking crazy? <laughs> Welcome to the Bat Shit Concert! <laughs> the, uh, he gave a speech and then the audience was allowed to ask him questions. Even after all this. Someone during it was like, call back! <laughs> Even after everything he'd done, he was still very popular. 
On August 7th, he visited a Seattle psychiatrist. Turns out Marion had been seeing him since he returned to Seattle. The psychiatrist warned Marion to stay out of the public eye and to keep quiet. After the appointment, the doctor told Marion's brother-in-law, quote, you had better keep an eye on him. Later that day, Marion went to his office on the fifth floor of the Arctic Building in Seattle. Is that still there? No. Yeah? Uh, I got a bad... <clears throat> it was a new office that he just rented for his re-election, re-election bid. His brother-in-law and Ruby waited for him in the car. It was clearly taking a long, long time, so his brother went up, uh, brother-in-law went up to see him. His brother-in-law, quote, Marion was writing a note, his face was flushed, and he appeared excited. I became suspicious. I told him his wife was outside the building. Waiting for him in the car, I suggested he get his hat and coat and leave with me. He mumbled, then he jumped from his chair... Uh, dashed to the other room in his office and jumped through an open window. Uh, dude, I knew he was going to Birdman. The second you were that's saying not that... Bird, that's like, not Birdmanning. Well, Birdman we can argue flew. There was a flying well, was it, how, how high you know, up? Was it real? I mean, that's a question we all ask ourselves about the end of Birdman. What did it mean? You know, and it means different things to different people. It really does. But it's good to have that debate. He landed in front of the car, hitting his head on the curb, dying instantly. What did he, what did he die from? What the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Five stories. Oh, my and God. And by the way, when he landed, just crazy birds flew out of his head. And Zion check zippers. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Zion That's what he said on the way down. Zion check zippers. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think he said, Zion, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> The best part of a mic drop. <laughs> Ruby got out of the car, screamed, and fainted. It would be revealed... On the way down, he was like, I'm at Congress Concrete! <laughs> it would be, uh, so it would be revealed the psychiatrist at the Baltimore hospital had stated Marion had manic depression, and unless treated, he would become increasingly ill. It was also believed this manic episode was set off because he was isolated by in Congress by those who were against his radical progressive ideas, the rich guys who were not in favor of the poor and labor. Zajek was mourned in Seattle with a public ceremony. More than 2,000 people attended his funeral at the Senator Auditorium in downtown Seattle with another 1,000 waiting outside. Both the University of Washington and Boeing closed down for half a day in his honor. He entered the University of, uh, Ruby entered the University of Washington and told the reporter, let me forget and let me be forgotten. She dropped out soon after and moved to Hollywood to pursue acting. <laughs> Wait, what? Ruby pursued acting. In, uh, in August, she shot uh, at a prowler uh, from yeah. her apartment building. In 1938, she was ordered to pay $1,800 to the landlady in D.C. The note Marion Zionchek was writing when he killed himself. Quote, it was my purpose in life to improve an unfair economic system which held no hope and left not even a chance to have... Oh, wow. What? Uh, uh, You are... That is insane. Dude, he sopranoed you with the ending. Deal with it. (laughs) So here's the deal. So... So he had a mental illness. Did he? Uh, yes. 
I heard that's the first I've heard of it. No, but he was allowed. In retrospect, I feel so bad about making so many jokes. <laughs> I know, but here's the thing: the whole country was making jokes. Right. We were doing what they were doing because, but, number one, obviously, mental health wasn't the same as it is now. But yeah, also, now we had he had a fucking free card. Well, but to, we were talking about he had about, the congressional free card to do whatever he wanted. We were talking about this earlier, though. As far as like a mental disorder, what is better? Like you, oh, we were you, talking about this. Wouldn't you rather just like? Where, where did that come from? What were we talking about? We were doing one of those ten minute dollops about um, the dude who called himself the emperor. Oh, the, so the emperor Norton. People have asked me to do the emperor Norton in San Francisco, and I haven't because it's way because he's a close friend of Dave's. <laughs> but I think this one makes a point about like government and what. Uh, what a person can get away with or hide their problems. Emperor Norton's just a crazy guy that's walking around a city and everyone's like, you're nuts. And to me, that's not, a, that's not like funny because it doesn't make a point. It's but, just like, there's a guy walking around nuts. But, but this is, has so many layers to it. Uh, but again, it's like, wouldn't you, re- like, there's, yeah. That's like, so if you the have whole a mental city, disorder, that's your dream. The whole city of San Francisco pretended like the Emperor Norton thought he was the Emperor of San Francisco and they all went along with it. So it was a guy who... So it was a schizophrenic guy who was like, everyone was like, well, play along. And he was like, I'm happy as shit. Right. Instead, now we're like, take these pills and drool in a wheelchair. Right. Yeah. You're welcome. Also, I love how this show has ended with an explanation of what it was. (laughs) Can you imagine how shit movies would be if at at the end of the second Avengers, everyone's like, we're not really getting along that well at the moment, I suppose. I guess this is like, like really a story about the idea of how difficult it is. To get I think we're all in Thor's head. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> well, everyone got so sad. I mean, uh, this happened a long time ago, you guys. It's like being upset it wasn't that, that Eazy-E. It's like being upset that Easy died. We all know what fucking happened. Hey. Yeah. He rapped his way to death. Seriously though, when we I was watching that movie with my wife, my wife goes, Oh my god, he doesn't die, does he? No, what? And I looked at her and I said, You're the whitest person on earth. Oh, that is amazing. Oh my god, from a sore throat? Baby, sit down. His name's Easy E. (laughs) The rapper who didn't rap it. It is too soon. You I guys mean, are absolutely right. No, it's too soon. No, that's not too soon. That's a great fucking joke. Well, and well. You, do, do you, you don't back down from that just because they fucking backed absolutely away from not. it. Don't you trust that fucking joke? No. Oh my God, I'm becoming that fucking guy. You're fucking right. I'm a congressman. No, that's Will, 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 Will. I'm a congressman. Uh, that's the end of the dollop. Um, we truly thank you guys so much it is amazing you're fantastic maybe a little more Uh, we love the Neptune Theater we love coming here we'll come back you guys are seriously fucking awesome give us your water we're here for your water uh, we, so we have this policy on this podcast. Yeah, get out, sir. Uh, we have this policy on this podcast that we will sign cars. And it's become an insane thing. Um, and so what we'll do... 
so what we'll do is if anyone legitimately wants their car signed in like 45 minutes, where is it? The Deca Hotel. So it's raining outside. So we've had this before where if it's raining, you can't fucking... I love how you're you like, it's raining outside to a crowd of people from Seattle. <laughs> It's outside, outside. Do you finish your LA gigs by going, it's a desert outside? I don't think you fucking do. It's 88 in December, thank you! <laughs> so it's raining outside. And uh, but there's uh, at the Deco Hotel, right at a kitty, kitty corner from here, there's in the back, there's a little like cover. And so we can stand in there and you guys can drive your car and, and if you, you can wipe it off and yeah. then sign it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we can't you sign know, in the rain. We would, uh, yeah, if you want to get a picture or whatever, you know, we'll hang out for a minute. We'll get some I'm pictures not, and all fuck that you, stuff. I'm not taking a picture. No, Dave believes they steal your soul. Um, but truly, you guys, thank you so much. And if the you want any that of that guy? stuff, hang around for a minute. We appreciate it so much, guys. Thank you. And thank you to Will. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it. But either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.